This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. So we have very special guests in the studio with us. Joining us live yeah. is the very wonderful Dion Newbronner. Dion, welcome to Let's Talk Wellbeing and thank you for joining us on the show again. It's so brilliant to have you back with us. And as I was saying in the illustrious introduction earlier on, um, you are a coach, you are a speaker of wonderful things to do with motivation, leadership, purpose. This is what you're all about. And you have this brilliant podcast, Life Purpose Leadership, as well. Now, I would urge people to go and check that out. Not now, because we're talking to you now. Um, but after the show, um, yeah, go and check out Dion's um podcast because it really is worth a listen so how are you today Dion how's your well-being my well-being is very very well I would hasten to add I am a happy chappy at this moment in time brilliant it's always good I'm glad I'm glad to be here talking to you two and hopefully talking to a lot of people listening on the radio yeah. Now, you, you've been on the show before, which is wonderful, and you're a great supporter of the show and of the 3B, B, so we, we really appreciate that. But you approached us about, you know, a conversation, a sort of topic, a theme, something that we could maybe kind of get our teeth into on the show. And it's, it's a theme that perhaps people wouldn't necessarily associate with our mental well-being and our mental health. So I'm really, really intrigued to hear what this is all about you wanted to talk to us about the subject of desire so I'm just going to kind of dive straight in if that's okay and ask you why why desire what's what's coming up for you here I've got that why why Delilah on my head head, and it's not the same it's not it's not the same song is it it's not the same word is it in response to your question why I think it all is because mental health is such a topical topic nowadays, I think. And I have, over the last sort of maybe 18 months, suffered quite a lot in relation to my mental health. I've uh, I've had a few uh, physical health conditions that I've had to deal with, which have had a huge impact on me personally, but also had a huge impact on my life, my financial income my income all of that stuff the whole the whole bang shoot of life and i got thinking i guess i got reflecting i suppose because i had quite a bit of time not to be, well i wasn't doing much work in that in, in that 18 month period and i got 
thinking about us as human beings in terms of what we what motivates us mm. that's a good that's a good point what motivates us and we are driven by stuff or having stuff or wanting things maybe we're driven by wanting to be better person maybe we want to be driven by being more kind to people or we're driven by having the fancy car or the house or the big career or something but there is always a motivation for something and i found myself when i was going through these health scares and working that there's something more powerful underneath that desire all of that want and there is a that power is a simple peace it's a it's a sort of contentment with what i am or what i have or what i'm doing or dare i even say who i am and what i have all of that stuff there's this sort of a a, a peace with it and what i noticed was when there wasn't a peace there was this i can only describe it as that one word desire there was a desire for me not to have the health condition that i had there was a desire for me not to be shot in the eye by some random stranger that i that happened in april last year and and there was a desire for me not to be blind in my right eye there was a a want for me to not be 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 experiencing these experiences it's almost like when you're sort of overwhelmed by things there's this want to not be overwhelmed and there's this want to not have these things as well as the want to have what we want does that make sense oh. so i was reflecting <laughs> on all of this whilst not really working so i had a bit of time and that's why i thought well this is a long answer to your question it's a wonderful answer <laughs> but it's a really long answer to your question but in its simplicity or it's in its simplest form this desire that we have this want this motivation for things for bettering ourselves for, for for improved health and well-being i think sometimes that gets in the way of the very things we want of the very life that that actually exists underneath it all so that's my I haven't that's my that's my why for it okay. there's so much more I can say good <laughs> we'll leave to, it at that <laughs> we'll leave it at that for now we want we want to know more obviously oh yes well my little brain is kind of whirring over and I can see that Claire's really it's kind of taking all this in because I think that I think you're absolutely right I think there's so much here that that is really helpful for people to sort of hear about what it's getting me thinking about is I've got a phrase in my head, what we resist persists. And so, you know, and I was actually thinking about this the other day. So it's kind of like when we're resisting the stuff, all the things that you've described there that's happened to you, it's, it's still coming at you, isn't it? It's still sort of, it's there, it's tapping you on the shoulder. It's kind of, it's in your face. It's sort of, it wants that attention, but actually, when you kind of had that shift and actually you were looking at sort of what you already had or what was there and you stopped that seeking, that desire, actually what you uncovered from what you're saying or what it sounds as though you're saying 
is something kind of far greater and far more valuable than any of that. Is, is that what you're saying? It is, but we don't value it. Mm. We don't, we don't see or want to see, <laughs> there's desire, uh-huh. we don't want to see the value in that which in that which you've just described we don't we don't want to see it what we and we don't want to see it because we don't operate in a bubble we don't live in a bubble we live in this world which is all about desire it's all about having things it's all about having um it's all about being better at something or feeling better about something or having the, the tangible stuff the material goods it's all about that. Our world is driven by that. Now, I'm not saying you ought not to live in that world because, well, we still have to survive in the world we do. We have to live in, the, in that, that environment. But I wonder sometimes what would happen if we just, and I hate this phrase because we use it a lot, if we just let go of the want in each moment, in, in as many moments as we can on a on a day-to-day basis that was my phone i didn't switch off i'm really sorry <laughs> no, if that's that ran. so if we let, just, let go of the want that's what you're saying In, well I, it, yeah. it's it's actually because it that's a good question sue I don't think it's actually a letting go of the want because that is a desire in and of itself. <laughs> you see what I mean? You do. You can start no, to get quite really... tangled up in it, can't you? Yeah. You can get tied up in it. It, it is a, and I've done that. I've sort of, I've, I've sort of wanted to let go of all that stuff that I've just mentioned, the craving or the, the wanting of the different life or the wanting of the materials. But then there's also this want or not, to want yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's that's where the i think that's where the joy lies because if you can and this these words might not necessarily articulate the actual experience because it is always tricky to really use words to describe these things that that we know to be the real essence of us as people but if we let go of the want, in other words, in the moment, notice the moment, notice the experience without a thought for wanting that experience, wanting to notice it, and the experience itself, there is a real peace. There's a real calm. And to use a word that's used often, there's a real connectedness. Now, it sounds a bit wishy-washy, but I've really experienced it because there were, there were times for me over the last 18 months where I had, I, 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 I don't even know how to say it because I, I feel a little bit embarrassed to say it. I had uh, moments of, self, well, I, I was going to call it self-harm, but it wasn't. I wanted to take my own life. Let's put it that way. I don't even want to use the S word. I, I didn't want to. And, and what I've noticed is that 
that those little moments as I've just tried to describe are the moments of real, not intellectual peace, but actual deep seated calm. And it stopped me from that desire of wanting to take my own life, put it that way, in its harshest sense. Hmm. Dion, you explained that so eloquently, and thank you for sharing. It's interesting that, you know, before that you used a phrase, it's, it sounds a bit wishy-washy. I have to disagree with you. I think it sounds all-powerful. It sounds empa it's empowering. It's... And as you were describing this idea of kind of being in the moment and, and not desiring anything from that moment and not, you know, wanting the, the very thing that is happening in that moment, I felt, I felt a sense of calm come over me. I thought, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with this in this moment. And I was just really mindful of listening to you. I felt really present just in that moment. And, yeah, for me... Not wishy-washy at all. All-powerful. What do you think, Claire? I think what you were talking about, Dean, and actually want to say thank you for talking about the S word because I think that will really help some people listening. It needs to be talked about, so the fact that you were brave enough I think is amazing. Thank you for that. People really need to know how people have felt to have some sort of understanding but also there'll be people who are feeling the same thing maybe right now it seemed mm. to me what you were talking about was mind being mindful being in the present because i don't think i'd thought about it before i hadn't thought about a desire as not wanting and i can completely I completely get that, having just been diagnosed with something. It's like, I don't want that. I want my health back. I want to be okay again. But that the, everything that you are talking about is desire. It's like incestuous. It, it's, it's got its fingers in everything. It really is, isn't it? And what really seemed to come out to me is what it's about is living in the now because then you're not desiring to not have something and you're not desiring something in the future or to have something you're just being present and actually we know that that is truly when you will feel peace when you will feel happy and all those kind of things and i think what you've said is very powerful in you any other way is desire any other way is not mm. really because first of all i was thinking but I desire to to be near the beach, to be able to go for a walk on the beach, because that would find I would find peace and stuff. But again, it's still a desire and it's a want. And therefore there's a drive behind that that means I'm not okay where I am right now. But actually And and, and, and what we're doing in that moment, hmm. and this is no disrespect because we I not include include myself in that, we all do what you've just described, or things like you've just described because we want to get away from the suffering let's put it in inverted commas because and that's what you you want to get to the beach you want to get away from the suffering or you want to get away from this moment this this very moment that you're, that you're in and my question i've begun to question myself over the last 18 months well this is the only moment you've got is this moment yeah so 
you've got this and and even the moment when I was about to take my own life, all I had was that moment. And there were four occasions of that, but they were all I had was that moment. And in that moment, I had a thought to want to do something. But in that moment, I thought, I didn't think to myself, I noticed, I come back to that word, noticed. I noticed that desire, that desire. Sorry, I'm finding it a little bit hard to say or tell this story, but I found that desire. I saw that desire and realized it for what it was. It was just that. It was some want to be away from the now, from here, mm. from this moment. And we do it all the time. We do it in every aspect of our lives. We do. And that's not that's not to say that desire is the root of all evil. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting that at all. But it certainly brings about the suffering that we believe we are experiencing. I really get that. Because if you think about, if you're constantly desiring something, you're constantly wanting something you do not have, that's the whole essence of it, which then means you are suffering in some respect and it could be like it, that could be something really small to something massive but there is still an element of suffering there definitely it's very powerful it's and like, i'm even doing it now with you here on the radio i am because you're speaking and, and, and sue's speaking and i'm speaking and then in my head i'm thinking where do where do i take this conversation or what do i say next or or, or I, I have, as you must do, you have loads of thoughts going through your head. And with Dion, Dion has always been a teacher, uh, right from the word go, like a like a proper geography teacher, and been a, a helper teacher with people and coach, etc. In my adult life, and I've always, whenever I've discussed or worked through a problem or a challenge or a concept with it with myself or with anybody else i've always got to a point and asked myself well okay fine all right but how and that's what i was doing there now with with you whilst you were speaking mm. and i was thinking oh now i've got to i've got to probably talk to them about how how do we do this and now in that moment that is a desire and a want there now i'm not suggesting it's a bad one mm. i'm suggesting it's probably a useful one for people who are listening because they want to know how mm. but i'm all, all i'm saying is that do we notice these wants these desires that genuinely result in our suffering the experiences that we have the yeah that's what i'm saying um, it's just, the mindfulness is because when you said sorry, I I was, no, you go. <laughs> I was just I was looking at Sue and I'm just like blown away, and I think she's exactly the same. <laughs> and just seeing her face, isn't it? I'm just captivated by this. Really captivated by it. It has it's blown definitely blown part of my tiny mind. Um, but I love it. I love. I'm feeling challenged in a really, really good way, which is very exciting I, for me. I love it too. And I, I, um, 
I always, I'm not a, well, I grew up in a very religious home. I was, uh, my parents, my dad was an Anglican minister and we were a very Christian home. I'm not a uh, practicing Christian anymore. I'm quite curious <laughs> about other religions, Islam, Buddhism, Buddhism, Jewish, uh, Judaism. I can nearly speak, sorry. <laughs> and uh, um I'm fascinated by the different religions because they they generally provide a sort of framework. I see them as a framework for for how one could go about living one's life. And I, when I was doing whatever I was doing over the last eighteen months with my health and whatnot, as I've said, I looked into and I'd never done this before. Looked into Buddhism. And one of the quotes that really struck me about this desire thing is what Buddhists refer to desire as. And they and I have a definition here, and I'm going to read it because it's better than read rather than me trying to remember it. But essentially, they say that desire is the root of suffering. That Buddhists refer to either craving pleasure, material goods or immortality, all of which are wants that can be satisfied, they, they, they can be, um, they can be results from those wants. And the desiring of that can only bring suffering. This is a really interesting, oh, sorry, dear, go on, carry on. No, 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 go. No, I was just <laughs> thinking that it's, and it was something that you were saying earlier, actually, um, you know, we do love a good quote here at 3B, we always do. helpful, because it sort of, it, it frames things a little bit for us, doesn't it? And it sort of gives us that point of reference. That's really, really useful. I really like that. And it's, it's again, adding to the sort of the questions and the, and the challenge. But it was making me think just that, and, and before when you were speaking about, it's like we're trying to fill a gap constantly, isn't it? with this desire thing. It's kind of like it's part of how we're made. We've got to fill the gap, fill the gap, fill the gap, which is the opposite of what you were describing, that kind of being. And, and Claire had mentioned about it being, are you describing mindfulness? Mm. Is that it? Is it that we're, we're all kind of conditioned and programmed to try to fill the gap? I think you have nailed it, Sue. Totally. I'm literally freaking out here about, in a positive way, about, uh, in a good way, about what you've just said. I've got in my head when you first said about filling the gap, I've got, uh, you know, on the tube in London, they say, mind the gap. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but, but that is mind the gap because you could fall into it and it'd be very bad for you, you know, being on the tube, you know. But actually, what, I'm saying, and what I'm taking from what Sue's saying there, is that it's mind the gap because the gap is important, because in the gap is the peace and the joy and the, the, the quiet and the contentment and the happiness and all the rest of those positive emotions. They're in the gap. And one has to mind that gap. In other words, just see it, create it, make it for yourself. Yeah, bring it about now, more. Yes. And for me, that is the list. People talk about, you know, we've just mentioned, or Claire just mentioned mindfulness. And I I sign up to all that stuff, 
because I think it, well, it is, it is that. But there's a lot of words that we use nowadays that have so many different kinds of meanings in different contexts. Yeah. And, and we find it difficult to, well, I certainly do, find it difficult to understand some of the terminology we use in different fields. And mindfulness is one of those. I was thinking, well, what, what is mindfulness? What does that mean? I come back to my desire, my want to work out, well, how, how do I, how do I be mindful for myself? And I think Sue has nailed it with fill the gap. It's, 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 I think it's mind the gap because if we create moments where there are moments of bigger gaps, i.e. spaces between essentially our desires, because every moment when you think about it is a moment of desire or not, and, and, and not desire is desire in itself, as Claire pointed out. I think that's that's it, Sue. You've nailed it. That's what it is. There you go, Sue. Right, we could all go home now. Yeah, you've nailed it. We've got it all in one. Fab. Well done. <laughs> you see, the world has all been summed up. But I, I'm, I'm being I'm being facetious. Actually, Dion's right. You have. It is that minding that gap. It putting it more in place, bringing it more into our lives more. It's it links really well with stuff that we talk about about resting. So it's about finding time to to rest, to slow down. I mean, Dion, you did a big thing about slowing down that we shared. And it, it's all about that as well. Just, it, it, that is really profound. I think that's, it, it's for it's me, that, it's also finding, yeah. it's, we talk a lot about, you know, finding ways, trying things that work for us, do, but all that is desire, isn't it? All that is the seeking. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and what it seems to me that, that was kind of blown my mind is that it's something we say a lot, but I think I've only really just understood it, <laughs> is that it's already here. It's all already here for you in, in the gap. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, freak, I'm doing my freak out you again. Are. Yeah. Being very out. demonstrative here on Zoom. It is. You're so right, Sue. You should be the bloody guest here. <laughs> I, oh, sorry, I said. Yes, apologise for that. Sorry, I'm sorry for, for saying that. That's badly. fine. It's because you're. Um, but yes, that's. It's because we know life has failure and loss and pain even though we don't want it. We know it does. We know it. And, you know, there's that adage, people talk about failure and limitations and loss and pain. They're our greatest teachers. Yes, they are. But as Stu, the guru, has just suggested... Stu, <laughs> the guru, careful. Stu, <laughs> the guru, has just suggested if we are able to notice the gap mind the gap we can create longer periods of gapness I, I if i if i could use a an analogy i hope this is going to work because this has just popped into my head oh good do you ever remember in way back when main movies or something they used to you think have a thing called morse code do you remember what morse code was it was sort of sort of dots and dashes it was sounds made by dot 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 dash yeah, dot dot dash you know the, the, the old telegraphs i'm talking about way back when and in, in downton abbey's time 
texting off that film down to Abbey. <laughs> oh, I love the whole series down to that. I wanted to be Lady Mary. But, but that was my, a desire that you were having, dear. That was a desire. Was a desire <laughs> Absolutely. It was a desire to be Lady Mary. Um, but my point is that if you, if you take the analogy of Morse code and you see the dots as all the failures, the limitations, the loss, the pain, the desire, the want for this, the want for that, the the want for the house, the want for the career, whatever you want to call it, you see the dots as all of that. The dashes are much longer than the dots and they could be the gap. Now you don't have to fill them, but you just have to notice them. Because in between all those failures, losses, desires, pains, the dots are the dashes. So it goes dot, 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 dash, dot, 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 dash, and maybe it goes dash, 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 and you get more of the, of the gap if you notice them more. Mm. I don't know if that I don't know if that analogy works, but it works in my head. Yeah, I think it works. Sorry, I'm I'm there. I'm in the dash. I'm in that dash. Well, I'm think, I'm just thinking. You're in the dash right I'm there in, in that I'm, moment. In that moment, I was right there in the dash. I was not thinking. I wasn't. I literally wasn't thinking about what I was going to say or anything else. I was literally just listening, and then I was in the dash, and it's sort of. It is quite. It's easy. It was easy for me to do then, and I didn't think about doing it. I was just there with it. But this whole thing about because the Morse code is the communication, it's this whole thing about we're communicating with ourselves. And so when we are communicating with ourselves to give ourselves those dashes, to give ourselves those gaps, so that there are times when we can switch off, because that's what I want to do. I want to be able to switch my brain off at times because it is constant. But and that's how, for me, it links to what they call mindfulness. It's living in the now just being in the now, it's just having, having that time where you just, you might be thinking, but you're not acting on it, or you might be thinking and you're not noticing anything about it. You're not actually acknowledging what's going on. You're just letting it be, because I think that's what takes place. I think our brains are constantly going, but I think it's learning to just notice I mean, we use that word a lot. You've used it a lot as well, Dion. It is that noticing. It's the, that's what I'm thinking. Right? I don't have to do anything about it. And Not- there, therein, lies the, therein lies the challenge, because just as you were talking there, you were saying, you know, I want, you do, you, you ruminate a lot. You have lots of thoughts. I do. I, I'm constantly thinking about this. I constantly make up stuff in my head. Then I have to sense check whether or not that, whether that is reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... We do. We, we create loads of little stories, narratives in our heads about what we, either what we're experiencing or what we think we're experiencing. That, in my, in my opinion, you can't get rid of, well, I don't believe we can get rid of mm-hmm. the thoughts. I, I don't, I don't believe there's a, there's a, uh, there's some sort of, um, fix it moment to get rid of the thoughts. I don't think I will. Um, I don't think I don't think you can fix it. Um, what I do think is 
that if we are able to do what we, you were just saying in terms of notice the thoughts, with truly noticing the thoughts, there's a greater degree of acceptance of the thought, or there's a greater degree of acceptance of the fact that I'm having a thought. And with that, while saying to oneself that that is just that, it is a thought, I don't have to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't have to, um, I don't have to do anything with it. Now, there might be some, some thoughts I do want to do something with, but, they, but others I may not want to. So I think what I'm trying to say is just in relation to this point about we have the loads of thoughts and we're ruminating and wanting this or doing that, is that there, is, there isn't a way to get rid of that. And that in itself is a, is a desire, is a want to, to want to rid oneself. But that's why I was saying, but actually, if you just, if you notice it and do nothing about them, then you're trying to have that gap then. You're, you're building that gap in. Something that I do a lot to try, to try to stop that, so again, that desire to want to stop that, is I go to blackness. So I have my thoughts on black, the colour black, it's all dark. And it's what you can see when you close your eyes, that's what I focus on. And it enables me to have fleeting moments. And I do mean fleeting probably seconds of dashes. Yes, very much so. There's something yeah. in all this for me, what you just said then, Dion, about, you know, it's sort of like what we feel like we have to do. And I think that's that's what it's got me thinking. We, sort of, we always think we've got to do something with the thought, with the feeling, with the, you know, it's... Uh, it's kind of like that's deeply programmed into us. We've got to be doing yeah, something differently. And I think as coaches, you know, that mm. we work with people, don't we? It's setting goals, yep. you know, what is it that you want to change? What is it that you, you know, and that's that's kind of like, that's our training, if you like, you know, and that can work, it can work miracles for people and it can be really, you know, life life changing in lots of ways. But it's that, it's a, it's like the striving, isn't it? We're mm. always striving, and if we're always striving, then that's always something other than other than this moment. Other than this moment, yeah, it is. There goes Sue, the guru again. She's right. Other than this moment, the doing. I had a I had a guest a while ago on my podcast. Her name is Michelle Sheen. She's a fabulous woman, very intelligent lady, very um, kind, gentle, successful person. To bits. And she said to me once when I was chatting to her, we were chatting about I don't remember what we were chatting about. We've done quite a few podcasts, her and I. Go and have a look. But um, we were chatting and I was, <laughs> excuse the expression, I was doing what I was normally, what I normally do, which is to ask her, yeah, but Michelle, how though? I, I always seem to come back, which this echoes what Sue is saying. I always seem to come back to this doing thing. How do we, how do we do this though? And what she said to me was it really smacked me between the eyes, and I thought, yeah, you're right. And she just said, but what is this fixation with doing, Dion? What about just being? Then Dion went, 
well, how do I be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, I think you've asked the question I think a lot of people would ask. Hmm? Yeah, I think I, I would ask that. How do I be? How do, how I, do I just be? be? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you be using your acronym. Believe. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Mm-hmm. And what was the third one? Be. Be was the third one. <laughs> There is a there is an obvious and simple truth in that. Mm. We're talking here about noticing and, and and minding the gap or filling the gap or seeing the gap or the, the dashes in Morse code, all of that, all those different analogies. That is the being, because what 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 comes from that is this is a is a much deeper, I think, and we've touched on this, a much deeper sense of peace, mm. joy, whatever adjective you want to use to describe the gap, yeah. the dash, the being. It is, and I experienced it even today, this morning. I mean, I was doing some work stuff and there's some financial stuff with the, the business that I that I need to address. And I got really caught up in it because I'm not, I have, I'm not very good with stuff. And I got really caught up with it and I, and I started to stress out about it this morning. And I know this sounds silly and I know this is what we know we ought to do and we do do it sometimes, but we need to recognize this as part of creating the dashes. This is what I'm about to say is um, minding the gap, it is filling the gap. And that is, I simply walked away from what I was doing. I walked away from all of the spreadsheets and all of the stuff that I was looking at and getting frustrated with and upset about. And I paused for a moment and I breathed and I made a cuppa. And there was a different perspective. There was in that moment, in that moment, there was a gap, there was a space. There's something in there about surrendering, isn't there? Surrendering mm-hmm. the stuff, the thoughts, the feelings, surrendering to the moment. Dion, this conversation. But we, don't, we don't want to. But we, we don't, don't want, want to. to no, we don't because we want to fix because, everything. And I know that. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to surrender because we've we've been taught, I think, mm. I believe, because we've been taught our whole lives as if you're surrendering to something, that's... For me, anyway, if I was taught, I'm giving in. Giving in, yeah, absolutely. Giving in or giving yeah. up or it's failing. Uh, failing. Um, I even used the analogy of my mother. She was a she was a big doer. I mean, she worked every hour that God sent, and she she was. That was the the modeling I grew up on. That if you're not working all the hours God sent, then 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 the you're lazy or you're you're, yep. you're not doing you're not being you're not you're not living and you're not you're not succeeding um, you're not succeeding you're yeah. not good enough yeah and that hard wiring still lives with me today in terms of this surrender point mm. Mm. Dion this conversation is I feel like it's just beginning I feel like it's opened up lots of possibilities lots of lots of moments for contemplation lots of moments for the gap i'm loving the gap analogy 
we're actually coming to the point in the show where we're going to play a song for you. Yes. Now, I know you had a couple of songs kind of potentially lined up, but you did settle on one. Can you tell us what you've chosen to play today? Well, it would it it, it would be good um, if I remembered them. <laughs> well, the clue is in the subject that we're talking about. So there's a big clue. What's well, the... I love well, the the one that I really the one that I really love. I I love for a number of reasons, mainly because of the desire we're talking about. Um, I. I essentially wanted to be the lead, this person who's... <laughs> Sorry, we know who it is, so we're like, Sue's shaking her head and I'm laughing. Sorry. <laughs> you wanted I... to be Bono. Oh, right. Is it that one? Oh, it's not. Oops. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Bono you wanted to be. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So, um, it isn't, No. So is that, that is my, this is really good for live radio. It's great, is that, isn't it? Um, it's fab. Because we've already played Olivia Newton-John. That's who you wanted to be. Pardon, what was Did that Did you question? want to be Olivia Newton-John? I wanted to be Olivia Newton-John, yes. For a number of reasons. But anyway, shall we talk about Bono? Very, very quickly. We're going to play Desire by U2 for you. Will that well, do, to that, be Well, the other reason I did choose Desire from U2 was growing up in South Africa as a, as a white South African um, in apartheid South Africa. They were, you have a, you had a, I had a very different upbringing and I was always encouraged to, to see people as they are. And I, one of the, frustrations of growing up in South Africa and apartheid South Africa was that you couldn't get a lot of international music and because of sanctions, rightly so. I agree with. But there was a shop in Hillbrow in Johannesburg that was a very tiny little corner shop that sold music on the black market and I went and bought my first YouTube YouTube? I went and bought my first YouTube album there was Joshua Tree and I've always loved you too because of their stance against apartheid but also because of their phenomenal music so that's why I chose Desire That was an extract from our radio show Let's Talk Wellbeing You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com